Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Express Church Experience. Another great day to praise God. I woke up early this morning and Psalm 67 came on my mind. I wanted to have a good song to start our praise this morning. So Psalm 67, 3 and 6 came to mind and it says, May the people praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Oh, then I like how how this verse three through six ends. It says, then, then the land will yield its harvest and God, our God, will bless us. Then the land will yield its harvest and God, our God, will bless us. The psalmist calls all the people to join together in praise and wherever you are, we ask that you join us in praise. Even though we're separated physically, we are united in our praise to God. Then the psalm says they will yield a harvest. And I was looking at and and reading it this morning and I said, I don't know about anybody else, but I could use a blessed harvest right now in my life. During this pandemic, when people are sick, we could use a blessed harvest. When family members are dying or they're in the hospital and you can't go to the people can't go to see them and can't be around them. We need a blessed harvest for the medical personnel who are still working in the first responders who are going out to calls. We need for them to be protected. We need a blessed harvest during the time of people losing jobs and losing businesses and frayed because of their finances. We need what? A blessed harvest. Families fighting and crumbling under the pressure of the pandemic and the isolation and the separation. We should be joining in praise, asking God to bring us a blessed harvest, social unrest, political unrest, hostility, anger. We need a blessed harvest. And the psalmist says, if we come together all as one, coming together, praising God, that then God will give us a blessed harvest. And that's what I'm hoping this morning is going to be our praise, our prayer of worship, that we have a blessed harvest, that we have a change in our circumstance, in our season, that we go from the season of winter where things are dead and we go to a a season, a spiritual season of spring where we are the are now getting a good, uh, fresh start. And we continue on through the time of harvest in the fall, which is where we are now, the harvest. And I'm hoping that our seasons change from winter to summer 
to winter to spring to summer, down around to fall, where it's harvest time. And I'm just praying that God changes our life from winter to a blessed fall harvest. I don't know if anybody wants to join me on that, but that's what I believe that we should be doing now. Uh, and so I'm going to lift up our prayers and our praise to God so that we can ask God to come and bless us, bless our families, bless our, our cities, bless our nation, our one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, that we cling to that creed and join together so that we are able to be able to receive that blessed harvest. Oh man, I hope that you're ready for some church now, getting ourselves and our mind ready. And, and after this, I hope that you uh, will listen to the uh, Express Church podcast. We broadcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbeam, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We're going to go on a deeper dive, deeper dive on today's message, which is under the present time. That's the title of the message, the present time. And we, I want to take a look at the present time because things happened again this last week that brought me to an understanding that we need to really focus on the present time. So I was on a video call. That's where we now do business on the video call. So I called in on a because I give some legal advice, some com legal compliance advice to a company. And so I was calling in on the call and the organizer, who's a friend of mine, was on the call. She was the organizer of the call. I call in. Her and I are only, the only two on the call at that time. And of course, I ask the usual thing when you greet somebody, how are you doing? And she said she had a tough week. And I thought to myself, oh, my, that was on Friday. And that was I thought I was going to make it through a week without somebody say, telling me they had a rough week. But it didn't happen. Then the call came and I didn't have an opportunity to ask her why she was having a rough week. Then I text her later that evening. And I asked, you said you were having a rough week. I just want to know what, what was going on. I want to let her know that there was concern uh, about her and that we, I was available to talk to her. And she texted me back and she said that her friend of 20 years, her close friend, she called him her rock, uh, the person that she leans on for comfort, the person she leans on for advice. She told me that he committed suicide that last week. And so I'm going to ask that you keep the family of Eli Trujillo and especially his mother, who found him after he committed suicide, and our friend, and all those who are going through their own, what I called last week, personal pandemic. We want to lift all those up in prayer, con continuing with the people going through a personal pandemic. Uh, I asked, we were asked to pray for a woman by the name of Ann. She's a retired teacher out of Iowa. She was, she's now in the hospital, has coronavirus. Uh, her, one of her students is a friend of our family and contacted us and said, this lady was so instrumental in my life. I want people to pray for her so that she can continue on to be instrumental and enjoy her, her time that she has now. 
another person uh, associated with our broader church, guy by the name of Jay West. He said that his wife has been in the hospital for 32 straight days, 32 straight days. We need to understand the impact of this pandemic. Dayton Perry, his wife, we've been praying for him and praying for him. And we, she was in the uh, recovery home. And then she's now back in the hospital, sick again, has ulcers. They're trying to figure out what's causing that. People are, are struggling. But in the same time, uh, we want to say praise be to God because he hears our prayers. I saw a post on Facebook yesterday that gave me great joy. John McHatton that we've been praying for, for his wife's been in the hospital. She was actually in a, a uh, store shopping. And I saw the Facebook post and I had to text the, the bishop. I said, Bishop, is, am I seeing that? Is this a current picture or is this a past history of memory? And he, he sent me back and said, yes, he prayed. Remember, we were praying for a miracle and the miracle happened. She walked out of the hospital. And then now Tuesday, they meet with the doctor to come up with the new plan that they have. See, if we continue and raise our praise, the word of God says, then he will give a yield, a harvest, a blessed harvest. And when you think about somebody that's been in the hospital and comes down and has a, that type of miracle and gets healed, may the peoples praise you, oh God, may the people praise you. Then the land will yield a harvest and God, our God, will bless us. We, we can see it every day in, in the surroundings that we have. Happy Labor Day to those. I don't know if that's how you give the greeting, but happy Labor Day. Labor Day came and I was thinking about how we celebrate Labor Day and with what's going on in our society with people sick and tired, scared. I think we need to take a time to sit down and think about Labor Day and remind and be reminded that we are called upon as people of God to never stop laboring for each other. I want to say that again because it had to hit me and I want to remind myself this Labor Day is an opportunity to remember that we as people of God are called upon to never stop laboring for each other. The, main, the word labor comes from the word to serve. We this, this weekend should remember that we should serve our neighbor. We should be laboring in prayer for them, checking on them to see how they're doing, letting them know that we care about them, letting them know that we're praying up for them, letting them know that if there's anything they need, we're there for them. They may be a home, home alone, but they're never alone. We need to continue to pray and share in their sufferings, share in their pain, share in their, their fear, and also share in each other's joy, share in each other's happiness, lifting each other up, reminding ourselves that even though we are separated physically, we are united one as children of God with the understanding that God loves us. And that brought me to the Bible verse today. And the Bible verse today is Romans chapter 13. So those that want to pause the, the camera for a second, your video, and go to Romans 13. That's the uh, message for today. And I was reading through 
the Revised Common Lectionary. Every now and then I try to do it just when a Bible verse or thought doesn't come to my mind. I want to make sure that I continue to be faithful and reading God's Word. So I go through the Revised Common Lectionary. And for the reading for today was Romans 13. Romans 13, verses 8 through 11. And it says, Don't let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For the person who loves their neighbor has fulfilled the law. Let no debt remain outstanding except for the continuing debt of loving one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. And then Paul talked about the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not covet. And whatever other commandments there may be are summed up in one rule. And that one rule is love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm his, its neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfilling the law. And then Paul said, and do this understanding the present time. And I liked how the verse went, but there's a lot of verses about that. We all know that Jesus said, love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. That's the greatest commandment. The second is, is like under it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Upon those two hinge all the laws and the prophets. Paul was repeating that when he said that we have a never-ending debt of love that has to be continued to be paid off. And, and then he said, do this understanding the present time. And that part jumped out on me with what's going on in our society today. I said, I thought of that, do that understanding the present time. And I remember, I was reminded of the Greek word for time, that there's the two of them, chronos and kairos. I preached about it uh, every now and then. I talk about chronos and kairos. Chronos, as we know, is chronology which, for example, tomorrow in the chronology of the calendar is Labor Day. But Paul, when he said understanding the present time, he was referring to Kairos. And Kairos is a situation. Kairos is an opportunity. Kairos is an event. And so given the events that are going on the present time, that we need to think about uh, how we go to pay the debt of love. And I, I was asking myself and I said, pay it, how do we pay it? That debt of love, the love so amazing through the resurrection of Jesus. How do we pay the debt so amazing through his life, through his example, through his caring, through the love of God, a love so great that he sent his own begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's the love where the debt we're supposed to repay in this present time. How do we go about doing that? Paul let us know that is a continued debt. If it's a continued debt, it, was, it will never be paid off until we hit the, the gates of heaven. And so each day we, sh we should be waking up, understanding that we have a daily debt to share love. A daily debt to share love. And I think it's fitting that we look at it as we celebrate Labor Day. Because people work because they have debt. People work. Now, I'm not going to say that that's the overall reason why all people work. 
But there's a significant number of people who, if they did not have debt, they would not go to work. And so the debt, is, the reason to work is to pay the debt. I always say that I, every month I have two people that show up, Uncle Sam and Bill Monthly. And those two people, those family members, they always want to show up at the beginning of every month and try to get their piece of my paycheck to require me to go out and work again. I'm trying to give those family members away. I don't know if anybody's in the mood for adopting some family members. If so, you can have Uncle Sam for me and that you can pay that and bill monthly. You can pay that. I've, to date, I haven't had anybody willing to accept those family members. But we should not be looking, as God's word says, on that debt. We, our debt should not focus, should not be on the mortgage company. Our debt focus should not be on the electric company. Our debt focus should not be on the phone company. Our debt focus, our labor, our service should be on the never-ending debt of love. When you wake up every morning and you have that as your focus, how am I going to continue on to pay off that, that never-ending debt of love? I tell folks, if you wake up every morning and you ask God to pray for you and to give you strength and wisdom, and you, and you look at your life and you say, how can I make my spouse's life better today? And if in anybody that's in marital trouble and they come to me, I give them that advice. The first thing you should do every morning is wake up. Praise God for the fact that he gave you health. Praise God for the fact that he gave you that day. Praise God for the fact that he gave you your spouse. And then ask him for the wisdom to, to show you how to make her life better today than it was yesterday. I think if we do the same thing with our children, if we do the same thing with our neighbors, we would have joy, we have peace, we have fellowship, we, had we would have more love flowing through our communities. And that's what we need right now, is we need that, that in what was called in the present time. In the present time, we have great conflict. We have the opposite. We have people on social media platforms. I've had, I can't remember how many times I've seen people saying, I, I unfriended this person. And not only do they say that they unfriended somebody, but they give the list and the name of the person. I don't know if they're hoping that, that you're either going to join your, their side and be friends with them and be friends with them by unfriending that same person. If you're going to unfriend somebody, I don't know if you're sharing the, un, the continuing debt of love. I don't know how you could unfriend somebody and continue to have the continued debt of love. But I want if you if you're in the mood and trying to do that and do that, then I want you to kind of focus in on that. We all have family members that we might want to better do with with I'm going to say better do without. But we still God's placed them in our in our path, placed them there so that that we can flow the love of God through us to them. This Labor Day, we are laboring in prayer, laboring to share love, not only a time to reflect on our personal labors, not only the time to reflect on our personal success, but time to, re to, re time to reflect on, our, on how God has loved us, time to reflect on how God has blessed us. In America, we are blessed. Most of the people I know who are part of the Express Church experience are blessed. We are blessed beyond measure. We're blessed. I, most of the fa my family members, I don't know a close family member 
biological marriage family member who received coronavirus. That in and of itself is a blessing. We are blessed with in my family that everyone, children, spouses, kids, grandkids, they're all healthy, cousins. And so we need to look and praise God for the blessing. Praise God that he's, he's given us a blessed harvest and take what we have received from God and share it with others because there is a lot of people who have not had the blessed harvest. And I know that God has blessed me so immeasurably that I have to give it away. My storehouse to store the love that God has given, to store the blessing that God has given is too great for me to keep in my personal storehouse. And so I have to give it away. And I don't know if, if you've looked at your storehouse to see if your storehouse is overflowing, but if it is, then you should be giving it away. And if it isn't, you should do an inventory to find out why your storehouse is not overflowing with blessings and love from God. It might be that you just haven't done an inventory. Oh, I talked about inventory before. Do an inventory of what God has given you and start adding it up. And most people will find that their storehouse is overflowing with the great yield and the blessed harvest. And we have been, as we work and labor for God, then we understand the blessed harvest that we have. And I had to ask myself, I wonder what would happen if the young Eli would have understood that there was a people who had the continuing debt of love and that they were flowing that love out on him. I spoke about my personal pandemic last week and I understand that it was my love that I had for my children that I, I was writing it down when I was putting the message together. I said the bullet that killed me was love because it killed the old Stephen Zachary and the love that I had for my children was what kept me alive. And then from there, when, when God and the angel of the Lord appeared to me and reminded me and showed me that he existed, that he's real, that he's part of my life, that he wants to be with me. At that point, I realized that the love of God is the bullet that killed the old Stephen Zachary. I'm hoping you understand that. From, I've changed since then in the present time. In the present time, Jesus is looking for laborers in the field, looking for people to share his love, looking for our church. We, the uh, Bible says that we, as a people of God, are the church, the bride of Christ. And as the bride of Christ, if we go back to Genesis, God placed Eve as a helpmate, as a wife to Adam. Now, God is saying, the church is my bride, the bride of Christ, and I'm, I need a helpmate to help share the love that I shared to the, to the world so that the world can see who I am and want to be part of that family. Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 to 38 says Jesus was taught was they were talking about Jesus. Matthew was recording it. He was one of uh, Jesus's apostles. He was seeing what Jesus was doing. And in Matthew 9, verses 36 to 38, Matthew records that when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. 
because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I don't know if Jesus was in, in America today, if he was looking at the crowds today. Well, we don't have crowds, but he's looking at the people today. He'd have the same compassion because people are harassed, harassed on social media, harassed in political commercials, harassed with the loss of income. We're being harassed, helpless, not understanding how I can support my spouse who's been in the hospital for 32 days straight. How, do, how can I get uh, people healed from coronavirus? People, the, Matthew said, were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. Then Jesus said to them, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers and on workers into his harvest field. This Labor Day, God is looking at those trying to find laborers who are going to be able to go out to the harvest field. We started by talking about the Lord will give a blessed harvest. That blessed harvest can only come if you've ever been around people who farm. You, they cannot have a harvest without laborers working, make tending to the crops. Jesus is using that same analogy to, to understand for us to understand that in order for us to have a blessed harvest, what the psalmist uh, spoke about, that we have to be a people who are willing to work in the harvest field. We have to be willing to share the love of God. We have to be willing to be the people who are, are laboring on behalf of the Lord during this time, as Paul called the pleasant, the present time. I said the, it came out the pleasant time. Maybe the Holy Spirit was telling me it is the pleasant time. It is the time for us who love God to, to have a pleasant time to show the joy that we can have during this time where they're trying to social distance us, trying to say you got to keep separated from each other, have to limit the people that you associate with, don't have any crowds. But we need to understand that even though we are separated physically, we are never separated emotionally, we are never separated spiritually, and, and nobody, even though you are home alone, you are not alone. And I'm hoping that if there's somebody out here listening to this today, or if you know somebody who's struggling, make sure that you send this, this link to them and tell them that there is a never ending debt of love. And I am a worker in the harvest field of the Lord. And I'm going to make sure that I have a blessed yield in my family. I'm going to have a blessed yield in my community. I'm going to have a blessed yield that's going to flow down on me because I, my harvest, the rain that I get for the harvest that I have comes from heaven above. And the love that God has for me is going to flow through me. The blessings that God pours down on me are going to be so great that I don't know what to do with the blessings. So I got to invite people over to allow them to, to receive the blessing. If they can't come over, I need to go and leave something for them. Maybe at the doorstep, I want to leave something at the cashier, at the, at the store. Tell them you may find somebody who needs 
a, a blessing. Make sure that you save this money that I have to give that blessing because we have a never-ending debt of love that can never be repaid. Jesus gave us life. He says, I want, don't want to just give you life. I want to give you life and life more abundantly. That's the, the, what we have as our blessed harvest. And I hope that you come together, join the, the praise, join the unity of each other while we lift our praise up with the psalmist when he said, all the peoples praise the Lord, then he will give us a harvest and he will bless the people. Getting ready to close here today, but I want to just go back to last week when I uh, talked about my personal pandemic and I and two people close to me, Marla and my brother, both questioned what my mentality was like at that time and how I didn't understand that they were there for me. Well, not Marla was was not Marla was saying how your fa how your mom and dad would have given up everything they had for you and your brother would have done anything for you is what I got from my brother. But there are people out there that don't that are in such a dark place that they cannot grasp the concept that the love of God is flowing through their family. The love of God is flowing through their their friends. I know that this that Eli if he would have told his story to his friend, that his friend would have got on a plane and flown to where he was. She's flying to where he was now, but she's flying to, to, uh, to lay him to rest. But what should have happened is he should have realized that, he, that God has put helpmates for him in place to share God's love. And so if you're struggling if you know somebody who's struggling, send this video to them because I want everybody to know that God's love is still flowing and that God, the people of God, the church of God is behind them and that they want to pour out that love and that there's there, we are not hopeless and helpless because God has workers in this harvest field in the church of God, of the people of God. I hope that you're going to join me in that in the harvest field where we can bring the love of God, laboring and serving and remembering our cause, our purpose on this Labor Day weekend. Thank you and see you next week. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook. And feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.